Unfortunately, while the campus would like to house as many of our students Most as of them possible, have never seen the reality the is that there is not enough housing space and new so available to prioritize all students in their free time. Campus housing is the high cost of living. Some students may be studying. Okay, let's get into it. Before I got that fateful email entitled Fall 2021 Housing Information, I was positive that I wanted to spend my 2021-22 school year living on campus. I wanted those forested walks from bedroom to classroom. I wanted the makeshift, unpredictable community of common areas and dorm rooms and cafeterias. I wanted the feeling of calling a campus a home. And maybe I was romanticizing it a little bit, but that's okay. This is college after all. In fact, the year I had spent at home had been made bearable, in part by the fact that I thought I'd get it when I went back to UCSC for real. Alas, it was not to be. The fall 2021 housing information email that I mentioned earlier was sent out on Wednesday, April 14th, and was also pretty much the death of that expectation. The key term of the email is priority groups. UCSC creates them to decide who needs on-campus housing the most. Incoming frosh are almost always on it, as are junior transfers, international students, students at EOP, or the Educational Opportunity Program, recipients of Renaissance and Regents scholarships, and so forth. But this year, things are way, way different, and different questions are being asked of the UCSC administration. All of the groups I mentioned earlier are still getting priority, which is a very, very good thing, because they need it. But there's a sizable group of students, mostly current frosh, who don't fall into those categories. They were expecting to live on campus their first year and didn't because of COVID. Now they're being told that they're not on a priority group and that they need to start an off-campus housing search in a place some of them have never even been before. For many of those students, that search has become less of a search and more of a blind, desperate scramble, one that they weren't mentally or emotionally or financially prepared for. If it isn't clear by now that this is a personal problem for me, um, I am one of those students, and most of my friends are as well. In fact, just a half hour ago, I was in my bedroom furiously scouring listings, looking for that diamond in the rough that probably doesn't exist in off-campus housing. It's a frustrating situation, and it's consumed my life recently. But, luckily for us, UC Santa Cruz is aware of our situation, and they are determined to not leave us out in the cold. In fact, the other day, I had the immense fortune of talking with two people at UCSC who are working to spearhead that effort. My name is Jeff Howe. Um, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm the housing frontline advisor for the campus housing office. I'm Evelyn Kemsky. I'm the administrative and project um, specialist for the community rentals office. Jeff and Evelyn are on the front lines of this issue. In fact, when I emailed housing services right after the housing announcement was made, Jeff was the one who answered me. They've pretty much heard it all in regards to tricky housing situations, and their literal jobs are to help us out with them. Jeff with on-campus, Evelyn with off-campus. Now, the first question is pretty obvious. Why all of a sudden housing uncertainty? The answer may surprise you. Just kidding, it won't. 
The main thing is, I mean, the campus is coming back from COVID um, and there's still a lot of uncertain, uh, uncertainties because of that. It's not like COVID doesn't exist anymore, um, but the campus is definitely rebounding from a lot of that. It's definitely changed the demand for both on and off campus housing and the need for it too. According to Jeff, these uncertainties aren't limited by year or by situation, but naturally some specific policies have affected specific groups. Primarily, I think that anyone who's not in one of the housing priority groups for fall 2021 are experiencing some kind of stress and uncertainty about housing for, um, for this upcoming fall. So let's say that you're like me and you're not in one of the priority groups. What's your strategy? Right now, the campus doesn't know yet if students will be seeking on-campus housing in the same numbers that they did pre-pandemic. It's just one of those things that um, no one can predict. So if the application rates are lower than what we're expecting, there might be more opportunities for students who aren't in one of the priority groups and are on the wait list, which is why it's important to apply during that May 17th to 24th application period. Of course, if you're on the train to waitlist town, uh, the on-campus decisions will need time to be processed. You don't find out instantly whether you've got it, and worst case scenario, there's a chance you might find out as late as August. So to get a different outlook on this, I turned to a different kind of expert, a parent who's been trying to get a full scope on the housing situation since information was first released, and who's determined above all else to find secure housing for his kid in the fall. Meet Will Keller, my dad. Hi everybody, my name is Will Keller and I am a UC Santa Cruz dad. I have been emailing like crazy with the UCSC housing staff. Mm -hmm. To Jeff and, and Evelyn, who Jeff I interviewed and earlier. If you apply for the wait list, the current position that the, the university is taking, which they don't really have a choice about, I guess, is that the housing assignments will be announced in mid to late August. And so that puts anybody that's not in a priority group, it puts you in a, a really precarious situation because obviously you'd love to get on-campus housing. Maybe you will, but in the meantime, you have to start pursuing off-campus housing options. And, and you really can't do both. You, you kind of have to make a choice. I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to clarify this with Kevin Tresham, the Associate Director of Student Housing Services, and here's what he sent me. Thousands of students will select their own housing in June, and therefore will already know where they are assigned. Remaining spaces, as well as spaces that become available through other students canceling, will be assigned by housing coordinators throughout the summer, before and after August, and students receive an automated confirmation email at the moment they are assigned to inform them that they've been assigned to housing. The confirmation email doesn't include the specifics, though. Those details are what is released in August. End quote. So the long and short of it is, if your preference is on campus, as mine is, Know that you may have to wait a little bit to understand fully whether you've got a spot and where you're going to be assigned. Many of us are trying to decide whether to commit to off-campus now, as in sign the first lease that looks good, or wait and see what happens with on-campus housing, so make sure you're fully aware of this timeline while considering your options. Finally, if you need any help whatsoever with your on-campus application, Jeff is most likely your guy. His job, again, first and foremost, is to help you. The best way to do that right now is just by emailing housing at ucsc.edu. 
um, because our office is working remotely and all of our staff are working remotely, as you can see. If it comes to more specific questions about like what's available at like each college or community per se, we might um, redirect someone to talk to that community housing office, but we're always a good place to start when it comes with the application process. Now let's turn our focus to off-campus housing. My first question to Evelyn was, if you're a total newcomer, what's the first step you can take to begin the whole searching process? The first step would be to take the renter's workshop. The workshop teaches students about the process of planning, searching, figuring out what their priorities are, uh, their budget, things like that. Uh, the application process, it teaches them to create what we call the application packet so that when they go out and look at rentals and they see something that is going to work for them, they don't have to come back later with the information that took them two weeks to gather. And where can we find that? Through the Community Rentals website. And that um, address is communityrentals.ucsc.edu. In fact, if you're in need of any off-campus housing support, the Community Rentals page is the first place to look for it. It's got information on hotels with student discounts that you can stay in while you're searching, legal resources for renters, Psst, if you want to learn more about that, Isabella made an episode on it last week, and plenty of other info to help you determine what your ideal rental situation is. Speaking of which, we're all looking for a deal. We're all looking for that diamond in the rough, but it's up to you to have realistic expectations as far as pricing, lease types, and so on. In other words, housing can be weird and expensive and difficult at times. So study up. The rental averages are posted on the community rental site as well. So they can take a look at that and, and plan their budget accordingly. Um, considering how expensive housing can be, you know, many students prefer to share um, housing. Once you've done that, you can start the search. The next step would be to go and search our listing service, which is called Places for Students. There is a tab at the top of the community rentals page for search for rentals. They click on that, it takes them to Places for Students. They register as a student, and um, then they can see all the property listings that are on there. Right now, I think we have 190 listings. But Places for Students isn't the only place you can look for listings. Craigslist is also a fantastic resource for getting a bead on what's available. Keep in mind, though, that while the university can verify ownership from county records and check advising records to see if a landlord has poor history, Craigslist is largely an uncontrolled space. In fact, here's a quote from the Community Rentals website that covers both Craigslist and Places for Students. The Community Rentals Office does not investigate, inspect, endorse, or guarantee the condition of a rental, nor do we recommend or judge the suitability of a potential renter or landlord. We also do not provide matching or finding services. In other words, it's your job to exercise careful judgment, regardless of what platform you're using. One thing that the Community Rentals Office historically has done is if a student finds uh, housing on Craigslist and they want to check out the ownership of the property, we have resources where we can check the county records and make sure that if a landlord says they own it, we can, we can verify that.
let's talk strategy. If you're an individual renter looking to create a housing group or fit into an existing rental, you can try posting on one of two Facebook groups that I found. The first one, Santa Cruz Housing, is a public group, and the second, University of California Santa Cruz Housing Sublets and Roommates, is run by a separate marketing entity of some kind. Neither are run by the university, so be aware of that. While you're searching, make sure you're looking at location as well. The city of Santa Cruz is split roughly in two by the San Lorenzo River. The university is on the west side, meaning that most students find a spot in the neighborhoods there. The east side is doable, but be prepared to drive. Over on the east side of town, uh, which is a slightly more affordable, it's a much harder to get to campus. Um, they, have, they would have to take the buses through east side to the metro center downtown and then transfer bus to get up to campus directly. So, you know, it's, it's about an hour process. It's just logistically more problematic, but it, it's a nice area to live on, beautiful beaches and, you know, conveniences and shopping and restaurants. And, you know. So those are the sort of main sides of town. Um, then there are the mountain properties and a lot of people love the redwoods, but you kind of need to be able to drive from there. Even the west side can be split into various distinct sections with different pros and cons. Here's another dad disclaimer on the three different parts of the west side. Since we haven't lived in Santa Cruz, you never know a place until you live there. We don't know the neighborhoods, but here's what I've been able to gather. First of all, for me, the biggest priority is to get as close to the campus as possible, and that means you're probably going to want to live in what's known as the west side. The Upper West Side is the most desirable and obviously most expensive area where rentals and leases are available. And I think below that is the Lower West Side, which is closer to Highway 1 and downtown Santa Cruz and not so much on the hill, but still really desirable because you're on the east side of Highway 1 and you just have to get up that hill to get, to get on campus. The other neighborhoods that I'm aware of are obviously downtown Santa Cruz, which could be potentially awesome. I mean, hustling and bustling, it would be like the down the downtown area of any beach town, whether, you know, Laguna Beach or Del Mar down in San Diego or uh, Santa Monica. That could be a really exciting and stimulating place to live. The problem is you're, you're farther away from campus and it might be a little bit, chaotic or just less quiet and when you're when you're an incoming UCSC student and you haven't lived in Santa Cruz or on campus before uh, you know I think downtown is kind of a tough first year experience living farther away from campus is much more realistic when you're an upperclassman say a junior or a senior as a matter of fact you probably want to live farther away from campus but when you're a freshman or a sophomore, you really want to be close. Whatever the case, as Evelyn brought up, the Places for Students platform enables you to get an in-depth look at the location of your listing. Now, our listing service, Places for Students, has an interactive map system. So for each listing, it will show the location of the property. On this map, you click on it, and uh, there's a little bus icon. And you click on the bus icon, and it shows you which bus to get on. And finally, if you've got any questions whatsoever, you know where to send them. 
through email. That's the best way to reach me because we are remote um, still. Um, the email address is easy, community rentals, all one word, at ucsc.edu. That's easy to remember. It's no acronyms or you know codes or anything like that. At the very end of our interview, I asked Jeff and Evelyn to consider a worst case scenario. I'll let interview Kyle take it from here. Um, so let's say you're an incoming student who's never lived in Santa Cruz before. Um, your application for on-campus housing didn't end up panning out because you're not on the priority list. And the off-campus search for whatever reason, be it cost related or luck related, hasn't gone very well. Um, the school year is starting soon and you have nowhere safe to stay in Santa Cruz. Uh, what are your options? What we always recommend for situations like this is, well, first of all, what we always recommend is to start searching early. It's never too early to start the process. Um, even if, you, if you're not seeing much that's available, say like if you wanna to move to Santa Cruz in August or September and there's not much online, you still, you could still work on some of the other stuff that Evelyn was talking about, like the renter's workshop or the application packet. Um, and then just like getting familiar with the different options and areas of Santa Cruz. Some other things that we would recommend are also talking to your friends or talking to your classmates. Um, from my experience, a lot of students find housing through word of mouth. Um, I will also want to say that for students who are facing some sort of housing insecurity, like what we see is students who are in like a rough housing situation or are transitioning from one housing situation to another and having difficulty with it. There are some other offices on campus that do offer resources. Um, one of them is a select support program that's run through the Dean of Students office. They're able to help with um, some of that, like some of the housing insecurity issues that students or students might face. And if all else fails. Just in case, like if, if, if really there's, there's like no further option, and I mean, they can always contact your office to clarify, is any kind of, is any form of remote learning being offered next year? So actually, from what I believe, um, at least right now, and I, I think everything is kind of a, still like this is what this is what the campus is planning for, but it, the final details are to be determined. My understanding is uh, classes will be primarily in person, but a lot of the larger classes, anything that's 150 um, students or over, those have to still be remote. So there are remote options. And then the campus in their last um, like, announcement that went out about um, their fall 2021 um, planning um, was highly encouraging all departments to offer both remote and in-person options, especially for first and second year students who either don't want to come live on campus or in Santa Cruz or are unable to because of various reasons. Um, and I believe that the, the class schedules for in um, fall 2021 will be available. Last I checked, it should be May 10th. Um, so that's coming up soon. And so students will be able to look on the schedules of classes and be able to plan out their classes for fall and see what's remote and what's not. Look, I'll level with you. Looking for off-campus housing and dealing with all this on-campus housing uncertainty is terrifying and frankly kind of isolating, uh, regardless of how many people are going through the same things. We're all struggling to deal with the fact that the year that awaits us probably looks way different from the year we've imagined. But that's life. When it comes down to it, 
that's just the way things go sometimes. And I honestly feel with the resources that we have available and the recourses we have to take, we still have a fantastic shot at a wonderful, memorable year in Santa Cruz. And for some real parting thoughts, here is a clip from the end of my interview with my dad. I believe that just about does it. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Dad. I'm, I, I hope it wasn't too much out of your way um, in terms of getting here and, and participating in this interview. Um, and, and thanks again. You're a talented interviewer, and uh, I love talking about this stuff. I feel like I've, you know, I've gone to school about on the on the subject of UCSC housing, and. I know that I'm one of hundreds of parents who are in the exact same situation. And you know what? I really do feel in the long run, everything will work out one way or the other. And frankly, I'm excited for you, Kyle, that you're starting your career at UCSC and that you're going to get a chance to live in that community for the next few years. It's, it sounds like a pretty great adventure. give a special and massive thanks to Evelyn Kempsky, Jeff Howe, and Will Keller for their contributions to this podcast, and an additional thanks to Heidi Lindsay and Kevin Tresham for the support in making it happen. This podcast was made for the Division of Student Affairs and Success at UCSC, which you can follow on Instagram at ucsc.dsas. The music in this podcast was, in order, Kamochi by Mona Wonderlick, Feel Like Dying by Lokes Beats, Wanderlust by Scott Buckley, and Mellow Out by Ghostwriter Official, all of which were downloaded at audiolibrary.com. Outro music is original.